Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You know you hit the big leagues when you're a guest on his show. This is The Roy Green Show. I, Harry, take you, Megan. I, Harry, take you, Megan. To be my wife. To be my wife. From this day forward. From this day forward. For better, for worse. For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. For richer, for poorer. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. To love and to cherish. To love and to cherish. Till death us do part. Till death us do part. People all over the world were watching as uh, Harry and Meghan, uh, what are we going on here, everything? We're, uh, we're wed today in uh, London, and uh, it is time now for beauties in the other part of the equation, me. And I know that Catherine Swift, Michelle Simpson, and Linda Leatherdale all got up at the crack of dawn and were all watching this. It really was quite a spectacle. I, uh, I saw just a tiny bit of it. Um, but uh, I've seen some highlights and some clips, and it well, that was quite a spectacle. My, uh, I said earlier that when I turned, did turn on the TV, there was the carriage and the horses, and my dogs went nuts because they were barking at the horses. So that was my <laughs> start to, to that everything. You know, everything has its priorities, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so did you all three watch? No, no, no. Oh, and why not? I saw the reruns. I'm up at the cottage with my family and my daughter-in-law-to-be, yes. my son's getting married to her in August, she was oh, up at, at a, an ungodly hour to watch it, so it was all playing later on various networks. So, so I, you've I seen most up. of it, yeah. You've, you've caught up with it. Yeah. Linda, did you watch? You know what, Roy, I have to admit, I'm just not a royal junkie. <laughs> I think every marriage... It's very important. I think we need to celebrate everyone's marriage. And yeah, there was a lot of pomp and circumstance with this, and I'm sure it was a fairy tale wet wedding. But I've watched it all before with Charles and Diane, so I'm just sort of sit on the sidelines, so to speak. Okay, Michelle. No. Well, I'm rather cynical because all the royal. What's wrong with you people? Were... Am I rubbing off on you? What? <laughs> Too late. That ship has no. Sailed. All the royal marriages. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Special, and it was, you know, Charles and Diana, and look where that ended. And then we have Andrew and Sarah Ferguson, and look how that ended. And Anne and Mark Phillips, and let's see how that ends. You know, well, I, that has when ended. I say I'm cynical. Um. I made a bet with a friend of mine that this wouldn't go the distance. So mm. I'm sorry. I have to tell. I have to share something with you. I read uh, yesterday a report by a, rep- uh, a report by a reporter on the Royals for a British newspaper, and what he wrote was he wishes Meghan Markle the very best because she's entering not just a family, 
but she's entering what essentially is a corporation. Yeah. And they have lived a certain way, um, responded to various stimuli in certain ways, have said certain things certain ways for hundreds of years, and you're brought up in that environment, and you're expected to live in that environment. If you're a baby and it's your everything, you, the only thing you've ever known, then you're going to be all right. But for someone who is just brought into the uh, into that environment, it can be extremely stressful. It pointed to Diana, even though she had, uh, you know, there was some royalty connection there, and uh, and William's wife, Kate. There was, uh, you know, there there were upper class British people, and so they had. There was there, there was more comfort, but, but the, he had concerns from Meghan younger. Markle. He had very great concerns for for Meghan Markle. Meghan they were a lot younger. Quite, um, Meghan controversial is in many ways. almost forty. Yeah, she's thirty six, huh? Yeah. But also, you know, she's she's um, um, biracial, divorced. Uh, you, you know, there's and you know nothing against the woman. It's not it's not it's just her situation in life, but. It was interesting as we were chatting about it earlier today here with my my family and stuff and, and and I said to them and I think this is very true if Harry was actually the first in line to the throne they would never have let him marry her. Yep. They wouldn't have they wouldn't have done it because she breaks the mold in too many ways for their their very rigid conventions as you as you are alluding to. Well, right? Queen Elizabeth allowed uh, disallowed her sister Margaret to marry uh, Townsend, what was his first name? The British Peter, yeah, the the uh, the fighter pilot hero. Yeah, wasn't yeah. allowed to marry him because he was divorced. Well, don't forget, Queen Elizabeth also tried to break up um, uh, Kate Middleton um, uh, and William, and 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 then they the, clearly the two were so in love that they, they they ended up getting back together. And I think Kate Middleton has been a stellar uh, stellar member of the. Well, she's a remarkable woman. Yeah. yeah. Also, as a total non-expert in any of this stuff, but that's my casual observation. But, I was going to but say no, the no, three of you sound very informed. In people's marriages, absolutely. <laughs> For three women who didn't watch the uh, the wedding, you're certainly very informed about the royal family. Funny thing, honey. <laughs> Funny. Well, I'm not a monarchist, and I frankly, if if the monarchy, you know, if if we stop being part of. Uh, you know, in Canada, if we if we got rid of our connection, that wouldn't break my heart. But I wish them all well, and I think they yeah. have a bit. Of, you know, they're they're very wealthy, and of course, all their basic needs are taken care of. But I think they also have a tough road to hoe in many ways. Yeah, it's not an easy. I, I suppose it's not an easy life. Maybe that's a cliche, but it's not an easy life because so much is expected of you, and every time you go out, go out anywhere, you're performing. But then they're brought up that way. Now, Prince Harry. Uh, came very close, I read. Uh, maybe you, I'm sure you would know more about, about this since you're quite obviously royal family experts. Uh, <laughs> Prince Harry was very seriously thinking of making his way out of the family or abdicating his princely roles, but, uh, but decided against it eventually. And he's been quite rebellious in some ways through his life, although now that he's gotten a little, a little bit older, he seems to have settled down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's fun to watch. Let's face it, it's fun to watch all the pomp and, and circumstance and whatnot. And I wish them well. They seem like nice people. I wish them well. All right. Yeah. Would you have then? Let me ask you one final question, just a yes or a no. Would you prefer to have uh, a Canadian president? Would you prefer this to be a republic with a Canadian president, Catherine? No, no, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I think I mean, no system is perfect, no matter what it may happen to be. 
but I think we muddle along pretty well overall in Canada. Okay, so you're okay with her being the queen? Well, like I say, yeah, it, it wouldn't break my heart one way or the other. Okay. I'm okay with it. Um, it it's Boy. kind of neither here nor there. What a political answer from Catherine Swift. <laughs> God. Are you going into it's the politics? only time I've ever heard a correct answer. I'm just well, joking. I like to break the mold every now and again. Well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Simpson, what about you? I have no problem with things the way they are. All right, and Linda? Well, I, and I have to say the same. You know, I love our history. Um, and, you know, even though, yes, they are abroad, afar, um, it, there is a certain respect, and I don't mind. But as, as Catherine says, if something were to happen, I don't think I'd go ballistic, but um, I like it the way it is. Well, to make any changes, it would have to be a constitutional issue, and we would have to have all 10 provinces would have to agree, (laughs) and there would have to be a constitutional amendment, and getting 10 provinces, the 10 provinces of this country to agree on the fact that today is Saturday would be a reach. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it won't be happening anytime. It would be a reach. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to speak uh, more about this tomorrow, but our prime minister who received his honorary Doctorate of Laws degrees from NYU the day before yesterday and gave a speech to a rain-soaked Yankee Stadium crowd and seemed utterly enthralled in the fact that he was back in costume uh, and, and spoke in ways that he's been really harshly criticized for by uh, engaging in the do-what-I-say-and-not-do-what-I-do um, uh, messaging. Just a quick thought from from uh, all three of you on 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 his performance at at Yankee Stadium, Catherine. What do you think? Well, I, I just you got to laugh. You got to laugh. Uh, he you know he talked about he apparently said don't don't let you know the people that are promoting identity politics. <laughs> And he's been the biggest promoter of identity politics there is. And, and so he talks out of both sides of his mouth. And I also found it kind of interesting because, of course, Jason Kenney said some very harsh things about Trudeau uh, in the past week, too. And once again, Trudeau's hypocrisy <laughs> shone through because he said, well, I, you know, my, 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 my father who's passed away now, he, you know, he, he summoned up his his father, and, and he taught me better, and I don't personally criticize people like that. And, of course, he's on the record as having personalized, personally criticized many, many people and called people uh, rather, you know, uh, scandalous names in the House of Commons and so on and so forth. So the, I, just, I just find, you know, is he, there, was, there was something I saw on social media, and they said, is he stupid or just very self-unaware. And I responded to them and said they are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> it's Rick Bell's column uh, in the Calgary Sun where he uh, said his piece about, about um, or Kenny said his piece about Trudeau, including the quote, he doesn't support pipelines, he doesn't believe in this project. Yep. If he did, he wouldn't mouth empty platitudes and cliches. Yeah. He allows a provincial government to thumb their nose at the Constitution while doing the square root of nothing to respond. And then he also said, the guy was my critic in opposition for three years. I don't think he has the foggiest idea of what's going on, and I'm looking for the finger bowl quote, but I think it was something like he has the political knowledge, the depth depth of a finger bowl. Finger bowl, Uh, Linda, um, thoughts about Mr. Trudeau's NYU performance? 
Yeah, well, first of all, I want to go back to what Jason Kenney said. He has an opportunity here to get this pipeline going. What is the holdup? But more than that, let's go to NAFTA. And when I read some of his comments, it seems to me he was shooting a shot over the bow at Trump. Uh, and, you know, okay, I, I want to criticize Trudeau for not being firm enough. Um, but now to stand up and do this speech, and it's all, I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I, you know, I, I love, yeah, everybody in the world should love each other. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but to me, it just... Well, no, hold on. It's asinine to assume that everybody's going to love each other. It, just, yeah. it, it, it can't possibly happen. But here's the other People thing. disagree with one another. It's a, 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 you know, go to a divorce court. I know, and we're allowing so many refugees into this country, and I don't have a problem with that, Roy, but in the city of Toronto, we're going to have to put up shelters now, and nobody wants to pay for it. So come on, guys. We have big issues, but the pipeline is one big issue that we should be on top of. Michelle, your thoughts? Um, He's become a cliche. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sorry. That's how I feel. JJ, that was one of the worst speeches, and it was, you know, he was a drama teacher, and he can't even act better than he did. Well, he was a kindergarten drama teacher. Yeah, oh, okay, sorry. It's not like he was teaching um, Academy Award winners to act. He was teaching kindergarten children to act. J.J. McCullough, who wrote a column in the Washington Post, we're going to talk to J.J. tomorrow, Canadian uh, pundit and uh, political cartoonist, brilliant guy. Uh, Trudeau, a man who used his, here he tweeted, Trudeau, a man who used control of government to strengthen anti-speech laws and introduce values tests for government grants, Government Grants wants to pretend he's some champion of inclusive thinking, whatever. And he also tweets, this is so asinine, Trudeau clearly does not actually believe this, nor do his speechwriters and handlers. He's simply trying to pander to the high-minded intellectual American left who love to imagine themselves as far more open-minded than they are. Perfect. Well, frankly, though, anybody yeah. with a brain would see through this in about three nanoseconds because these speeches are, are if, if nothing else, infantile. There's nothing complex, nothing intellectually interesting. It's all uh, baffle gab and, you know, cliches and so on. It's, it's not at all intellectual. So I would think a lot of the left in general who might not disagree with the overall thrust would, would see it as truly infantile. Okay. We take a break. We come back. We'll talk about Kathleen Wynne saying people wouldn't even notice a 10-cent drop in their per-liter price of gasoline. Uh, Doug Ford says if he becomes the premier of Ontario, he'll drop the taxes, 10 cents per liter. I talked to Dan McTague earlier about this, and we'll get your thoughts on it, because I think Ms. Wynn, I mean, it might be difficult at times to figure out where exactly the 10 cents have been dropped. She was right when she says gasoline prices are volatile. But uh, if, if Ford can do it, the question was earlier on the show is, why can't the rest of them? And the fact is they can do it. They just won't unless they're under threat. We'll come back. His bark is worse than his bite. This is the Roy Green Show. I don't know if my bark is worse than my bite. I haven't gone around and bitten people for a while, but I, I don't know. Kathleen Wynn, I tweeted this one. At Kathleen Wynn states, most people won't feel 
at Ford Nation's 10-cent drop in gas price. Consider under indistinguishable liberal NDP pumping gas for your vehicle is a mortal and sin. They will I make sure they will make sure you feel the pain as gas and carbon tax will spiral wildly. So Ms. Simpson, Ms. Wynne says the Premier of Ontario says people wouldn't even notice a ten cent drop in the price of gasoline per liter, a ten cent drop of you know, in the price of a liter of gas in, in taxes. You know what I'm trying to say, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, okay, good, because I don't. Well, Apparently. it depends on <laughs> if, if he becomes premier, will he just flash it by 10 cents or will it be incrementally decreased? And if it's incrementally decreased, yeah, they maybe won't feel it. But if he just says, nope, 10 cents off, people will notice that. I don't see how, uh, Catherine, I don't see how he could do anything other than just make it a 10 cent slash. No, I, I don't either. But I mean, I must say it once again, the hypocrisy seems to be my, my word of the day here. Um, it, it kills me because this liberal government, when they were cranking up hydro to astronomical heights in terms of prices they imposed on Ontarians, I'll never forget Bob Shirelli, who... <laughs> He, he, he was sexist in criticizing the Ontario Auditor General, Bonnie Lissick. He, he, he was just appalling. But do you remember when he said um, the increases in hydro would just be a cup of coffee a day? Yes, I do. And it will be just so minimal, you know? And, and what, what disgusting hypocrisy. These, this liberal government in Ontario has cranked up the cost of living horrendously for so many Ontarians, hurting the lower, you know, lower and middle income people, they always profess that they're supporting and promoting and everything. And, and they're just hurting people so badly. And to say that 10 cents, 10 cents a liter is huge. When, when you, I mean, I, when I come up to my cottage, I, I, there's a gas station en route that typically is 10 cents a liter less than in the city. And man, you can bet <laughs> I make sure I go there every time I, you know, if I possibly can. Okay. Because 10 cents a liter, when you're filling up a 50 or 60 liter tank, five or six bucks a fill up, that, that is real money over the course That's of That's a, a year. good bottle of wine. Uh, more than that. that. That is serious money over the course of a year. And this government in Ontario has only increased our cost of living in so many different ways that this, you know, again, it's not the only deal, but this is a deal that I think Ontarians will totally relate to and very much notice. Um, Linda, I'm sorry, but Catherine used all your time. Oh, all I'm going to say is cut them, cut them, cut them. <laughs> I've been fighting high gas taxes at the pumps forever. Yes, Doug Ford, cut it and do it, please, for the people of Ontario. All right, beauties, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you not next weekend, but the weekend after that. And we look forward, forward to, to it. it. Yeah, we'll miss it. Wow, Miss Happy you Victoria Day. Happy Canada. Victoria yeah. Day. Who's Victoria? Happy May 2 4. <laughs> royalty. Well, we got to end with royalty. Go. We started go. with royalty. I want to end it with I royalty. have to go. <laughs> Goodbye. Take care of your cold. Bye. Yeah, I